This is Copper Wren. Wow, so if your preference is not to hear explicit language, this episode of Squad Cobbler is definitely not for you. Because, wow. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Squat Cobbler. This is episode 78. I'm Mike, and joining me as always... Hey, everybody. This is Kelly at K-E-L-L-Y-T-H-U-L on Twitter and Instagram. Oh, gosh darn it. I didn't tell people where they could find me. You can find me at Official Pagan on everything. Professionalism, Mike. Professionalism. (laughs) I know. Drats and tarnation. That's the kind of language you're going to hear this whole podcast, folks. (laughs) Did you see what I was doing there, Kelly? Yes, I did. Also, too, um, while we're at it, as long as we're telling people where they can find us, we should tell them that they should subscribe as well. We should get that out of the way because we don't seem to remember it at the end of the show. They really should uh, either subscribe through the blog, uh, nurturensupport.net, or go to YouTube, search on Kelly Tool, T-H-U-L, and subscribe there. And you can get the podcast and all their glory and playlists. Yeah, I can't tell you how many times we made it at the end of an episode and we're like, shucks, we should have really remembered. It's like jeepers, Mike. <laughs> We should have reminded folks. (laughs) Well, we're back to our prisoner exchange tonight. And boy, do we have a doozy for you guys. When we say we, this is Mike's recommendation. (laughs) So I would like to make that abundantly clear as we begin. (laughs) So, all right, before we get into anything, Kelly, top line reaction. We've talked many times about in the prisoner exchange. When was when was that album going to come along that the other person was just going to going to go? And eh, no, I don't I don't think so. So this isn't that, you know, I I don't dislike this album, but I would put it at the bottom of the list of all the ones you've recommended so far. <laughs> I have a feeling of, this this could this was going to be dangerously close to the dislike. I'm not at dislike. I'm not in love with it either. <laughs> There's really only one song that I'm not a fan of that would, would be a, a skip. But realistically, given this album, it's going to be more energy to skip than just to wait it out. Because none of these songs are more than like, a, you know, they're, they're, they all clock in around and the average time is about a minute and five seconds. Yeah, I guess you can sit there a minute of something you're not particularly a fan of. Yeah, it's over. It's over fairly quickly. <laughs> if you're not oh, darn it. it. You know what I just realized? What's that? We've gotten this far and we haven't told people what the album is. We haven't. So perhaps perhaps we should we should uh wow. So we got the subscribe to us thing down. Now we just forgot to talk about the topic. So Mike, why uh, why don't you share with the listeners what we're going to be reviewing tonight? Well, if you haven't figured out it already, we are listening to the classic Dwarves album Blood Guts and Pussy. Kelly, what was your top line reaction to me suggesting this album? Top line reaction was a sinking feeling about the amount of creative YouTube editing I'm going to need to do when this bad boy makes its way to YouTube. And even more than ever before, even the supporting blog post, I've got work to do, I think. Uh, and even the album art, I think I have work to do to kind of make this uh, work. Uh, so that was that was my top line reaction. Well, and to be fair, in my defense here, I did give you the option of us not doing it. Yeah, you did. I just I felt... 
I felt I'd been judged if I had said no. <laughs> you felt the strong urge to listen to Blood, Guts, and Pussy by the Dwarves? Uh, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, since you did bring up the artwork, Kelly, what were your thoughts on the cover? Uh, so it's uh, not one you're going to see in its entirety on the blog post or on it's a YouTube thumbnail. There is a censored version of it. Okay, well, I'll have to, I'll have to find that. Uh, it is striking. Uh, <laughs> Good word. I mean, it's only missing. Yeah, I think there's probably even a little bit of guts on it. It pretty much captures all the elements of the title of the album in the cover. <laughs> Which I mean, what more could you possibly ask for? Yeah, it was a fairly literal interpretation. <laughs> so for anyone who isn't familiar with the cover, and there there is a recurring theme of nudity and little people on Dwarves album covers. Uh, but on this particular album, you get two naked women covered in blood and a uh, naked little person who is holding, I believe, a dead chicken, it looks like. Yeah. I, well, I assume it's dead. I shouldn't make an assumption about that's right. the... <laughs> it. Might be resting. <laughs> yeah. Could be a resting chicken. <laughs> resting chicken's a good punk band name. It's a really good one. So at this point, Kelly, you hear the title, you see the album art. What are you thinking? I'm thinking I'm well. So I've, I've seen the artwork. I've I've read through the track listing. I had a hunch I was going to hear some kind of high paced, driving, thrashy music, uh, and and it kind of fit the bill for that. Yeah, I mean, I don't think this is an album that misleads you. No, absolutely not. It does not. Because basically every song title is pretty much 90% of the lyrics. <laughs> and so it is, it is right on track. <laughs> so I discovered this album. So are you familiar with the Dwarves at all, Kelly? Uh, this is my first exposure to the Dwarves. So long-standing punk outfit for anyone who doesn't know. Uh, influential band in that scene. I knew they existed. I was never particularly a big fan, though. Uh, this record was released in 1990, but I came across it years after that. I, I don't remember specifically when, but I was in a record shop with a friend of mine, and, and we were just flipping through albums, not looking for anything in particular. And as soon as I saw this album cover, I stopped, and I told my friend I'm buying this album just based on the cover and he was like what does it sound like i said i have no idea but i've heard of the dwarves before i just I, as far as i knew hadn't actually listened to them but based on the album cover then looking at the song titles to me it was worth the, <laughs> the risk of uh you know ten dollars of allowance money or whatever it was to pick this one up as are you ever in the days when record stores were still the way we massly consumed music? Did you ever do that, Kelly? Just buy something entirely based on an album title or cover? I have. Uh, Blood Rock was uh, was a pickup exclusively on the the cover and the title. Interesting. And how did that work out for you? Not great. <laughs> it was just it was okay, but. But uh, I, I felt that was, you should probably go a, a level deeper before you make p future purchasing decisions. <laughs> well, I, I wasn't disappointed in my purchase with this. The only downside, so this is pre, I'm not even going to say pre-streaming on your phone. This is pre-iPods. This is, I, I had this on CD and I had a Discman. And if this was, so CDs, CDs were, were larger <laughs> they consumed more space. And if you're going to school, you could only, you know, fit unlimited number of CDs in your school bag along with your actual books you needed. So you had to be careful about what CDs you chose. And the one downside of choosing this as one of the CDs, because I really liked this album, is as Kelly mentioned, the songs are very short. In fact, the entire 12 song album clocks in at 13 minutes and change. 
So like we're probably longer already talking about this than the actual album is, or at least in line with that. So it, it did make it a difficult choice sometimes when I had to leave some other CD that had more material on it at home because I, I enjoyed listening to this. Yeah, it's it's uh you can fit it in in between class periods pretty easily. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is one, and like Kelly said, I mean, it's not worth the energy of a skip here or there, but th- this is an album that you can just so easily put on and listen to the entire thing. It does not take long, folks. No, I did my refresher for this uh, like 20 minutes before we started, <laughs> working my way through the whole album. <laughs> yes. So you ready to get started, Kelly? I am ready. <laughs> okay. Now the real question is, are we going to need a visit from Kylo Ren on, or uh, Cobbler Ren on this one? I think Cobbler going to put in overtime on this one for for the YouTube version. I mean, we've only we've only said the album title like twice. Yeah. So what could go wrong? But there's so much more to come. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're going to start off with track one, Backseat of My Car. Now, as Kelly mentioned, these are driving songs. Uh, there's a raw sort of punk energy to all this. One of the things that Kelly and I like to talk about, and usually Kelly delves into this a little more than me, is the lyrics of songs. And Kelly also already mentioned the lyrics to this album. He's way ahead of me on this. <laughs> he already mentioned the lyrics to this. So I thought it was important to share with you because Backseat in My Car is a popular song for this band. I thought it was important to share with you lyrics that I feel get across the point of the album or or the the, the general vibe that this album is going to give you. And who knows, maybe Kelly's going to pick up some tattoo lyrics off of this one. I find that highly unlikely. <laughs> We'll see as we work our way through it. Don't don't shut yourself off to the experience. Sure. In this song, <laughs> we are treated to the poetry of and I hope and I hope I want to get fucked. 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 I want to get fucked, 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 fucked in the backseat of my car. Now, yeah. so <laughs> so you asked the question, would, would Cobbler Rent be busy? <laughs> I didn't write that. Well, that doesn't yeah, That's a quote. Yeah. I did, I did not write this album. Yeah. You're a saint. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> I am doing my due diligence for the listeners who want to know what they're getting into with an album called Blood, Guts, and Pussy. Yeah, because they wouldn't have had any clue <laughs> going into it. So thanks. <laughs> they for were like, what is this, Christian folk? That's right. But I do think, you know, we're both first song guys. I think this song definitely sets a tone that pretty much doesn't let up for the entire album what are your thoughts kelly yeah it sets sets a tone that i would agree um uh, i would say also you get pretty much get the the song construction at this point that you're gonna hear variations of throughout throughout the the whole thing as well um i did as in my notes in kind of multiple places i really feel that what captured it for me is there's there's different bands being possessed by the devil uh and <laughs> the results in the song and so this one and i actually i'm pleased to say i i have beaten mike to the punch on this one if the beach boys were possessed oh. by the devil uh backseat of my car would might be one of their songs because it kind of was like uh, my first note was thrash surfing and then i said okay this is a this is a beach boys demon possession song Nice. I like that. I have a few Alice references coming up, so. Okay. (laughs) Strap in. (laughs) Okay, so that brings us to song number two. We're just blazing through this thing. Yeah, (laughs) talking longer about each song than they run. (laughs) So I, and 
I don't have a whole lot of notes on this one. I, I always really like this song. It's really chaotic in the beginning and then halfway through, you know, like the minute mark, um, <laughs> it switches up and it's more of like a bass driven kind of groove to it. It's one of the few sort of unexpected changes that you get on this album, which otherwise is pretty much just straightforward driving punk. Your thoughts, sir? Yeah, this is, you know, this is actually the the opus of the album, clocking in at a total time of one minute and 35 seconds on the, <laughs> on, on the album. It's and the proggy <laughs> self-indulgence. Yeah, yes, <laughs> the, the Ingata, the Vita of this album. And I did in, in my notes say, you know, there, there was this very nice and interesting shift that occurred midway through the song, which is pretty impressive to pull off in a minute and 35 seconds. So props there from there. A lot of this album is kind of like fire up a motorcycle engine and you'll let it run and off it goes. Uh, this one was like, Oh, then they kind of, kind of gave it a little more gas or kind of shifted gears on that. So it was kind of a, it was kind of a cool thing. And it did make this song one of the, the more diverse songs on it. But so I thought the I thought the tempo change or the, the tonality change is pretty cool. I agree, sir. So we're just blazing right along here. Again, no tangents. That's right. I, I don't have I don't have the heart for it. <laughs> Keeping things pretty clean so far too. Yeah. What'd you talk about the next song there, Mike? <laughs> oh the next song? Let's fuck? Yeah. Yeah. What about that one, shall we? <laughs> so track number three is called Let's Fuck. We're back down to uh ADD level length said just over a minute. Uh, I have another quote, <laughs> another oh, potential tattoo lyric for Kelly. Cause I feel like we can get a tattoo for Kelly out of this one. I think you're incorrect, but continue. <laughs> it's the kind of poetry you don't necessarily get with some bands, but the dwarves deliver. I am the best fucking fuck in the whole USA. I can fuck you to death. I can fuck you to stay. I am the best fucking fuck in the whole fucking world kind of beautiful really i think in today's day and age that sort of self-confidence speaks to people and highly focused <laughs> i think you know <laughs> give give them credit for that <laughs> i did actually lyrically this one kicks off with the first lyric of eyeballs for breakfast which is kind of a, a tension grabber this is definitely one of the ones where yeah the, the title pretty much covers the majority of the lyrics <laughs> of the song. and we're treated with Sound effects as well. So, so I was going to get into that. I'm glad you brought that up, Kelly. <laughs> yeah, me too. Continue. So, in a, I don't know if I would say like ASMR kind of way. <laughs> Probably not. But there, there is there's there's some field recordings <laughs> that are included in this one, and this is not the only track on the album that does this. But there's some sound effects layered on top there. Uh, again. It's not an album like we keep, I keep joking around, but it's not an album of a lot of depth. And that's what I like about the album. It's it knows what it is. It doesn't try to be more than that. But when they are able to put a little bit of a twist on a song, I feel like it makes it that much more effective. So the porn samples in this do do work well. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. so anything else to add to Let's Fuck Kelly? No, I have nothing to add. Okay. You sure? We can come back to Let's Fuck if you okay, want. Okay, well, I, I, pre- I appreciate the opportunity. <laughs> okay, so moving right along then. Again, no tangents. We have Drugstore. This kind of reminds me of the, Moan, the Ramones a little bit, but like a, if the Ramones looked a lot dirtier and more homeless. <laughs> Your thoughts, Kelly? 
So uh, I have another demon possession here. Uh, this will be a bit of a surprise, uh, and this will be the the vapors. So this would be if the vapors were uh, possessed by demons, and of course the vapors' uh, big hit was I think I'm turning Japanese, and I just felt in drugstore there were hints of a little bit of that construct not not anywhere close to to kind of any sort of knockoff or, or whatever that saw but there were just moments where i go yeah if the vapors were possessed by demons and we we're talking about a drugstore this could be them another good another good set of lyrics here mike and i seem to be centering on different portions of the lyrics but the one that i, I found pretty interesting uh, I, I got a good chuckle out of was i killed my mother and my dad did not approve they're always telling me what to do you know, so I thought it was nice. Gotta hate it. Your dad's always like, don't kill your mom. Like, get off my back, man. <laughs> don't tell me how to live my life. <laughs> or in moms. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly, don't make this dark and weird. Yeah, sorry. Which brings us to our next song, Skin Poppin' Slut. Now, Kelly. Yeah, it was, it was on the short list of baby names for me, you know, when I was going through. <laughs> it just didn't make the cut at the end. Super close. Super close. Did your wife ultimately choose the names? Yes. <laughs> I think skin popping slut kind of disqualified me from forever. Forever. Yeah. <laughs> well, on this song, <laughs> Kelly, I felt like when he makes the declaration of I am just a slut, that's something we can all relate to. I feel like this is the everyman song. That's a point of view. <laughs> you get that. I, I did like the, hey, hey, what's what? I thought that was pretty cool. It's nice to have kind of a run of words that I'm not going to have to edit out later. <laughs> what could you possibly have to edit so far in this in this one? On, on this song, I, no, I think I'm, think I'm okay. Is, yeah, this is the, we're into the lighter fare at this point. <laughs> <laughs> we, we made it through the brush. Yeah, yeah, but, well, it's whenever you're ready to go to the next song. And that's fuck you up and get high. Possibly possibly the most romantic song on this album. (laughs) You know, I just like the honesty and straightforwardness of this record. I think that that's what punk music is supposed to be about. It's conveying a simple idea. It's, I don't know if simple is the right word. Straightforward, rudimentary, just breaking something down to its core parts. And this song does that. And this album as a whole does that. Did you have any specifics on "fuck you up and get high" that you wanted to share? Uh, no, just beyond you know that. Like I said it's probably the the most touching song on this album. So. <laughs> it's the tearjerker, the sentimental yeah, one, indeed. Well, that brings us to a, another song that also has some sound effects in it, and that of course is "Insect Horror." <laughs> so this has some fly sounds, which actually work considering how old this album is. Uh, it was recorded in 89, released in 1990 on Sub Pop, which is of note because Sub Pop went on to become obviously a very famous record label. This song uses some fly sounds that work really well in headphones. Even today when I was listening to it just prior to coming on here, uh, it holds up really well. And this is going to be my first Alice reference, which is, of course, we've, we've had some fly effects in, in Alice songs too. And that always reminds me of it. So I didn't get that. <laughs> the connection. So when you were listening to Insect Horror, you weren't like Alice Cooper. No, did not. No? Um, I did. I did wonder what their big issue is. It's a very anti-insect song, which I felt was unnecessary uh, for for the insects. Uh, I also felt, in terms of the demon possession, in this case, it was a hee-haw. Hee-haw was possessed by a demon. <laughs> 
for the song. <laughs> okay. Well, that brings us to our next song. Again, just moving right along, just plowing through this thing. Brings us right. And and by the way, so is Cobbler Ren, I, I get like maybe let's fuck or fuck you up and get high, but is Cobbler Ren going to have anything to say about insect whore? Uh, Cobbler's going to have to reflect upon that because <laughs> the YouTube gods are stringent gods uh, in terms of, of some of their, their things. But I, I think... I think that might be one we let roll and find out if if we get uh, smacked. I do. If I ever return to the world of monetization, I'm not even going to waste my time. (laughs) (laughs) Blood, guts, and pussy is not the one. No, it's going to, it will just stay at a non-monetized status forever. Was it me reading, I want to get fucked, I want to get fucked, 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 fucked in the backseat of my car? Yeah, that would be... um, (laughs) <laughs> that would be now of course that'll all be cobbler rend out but there's still, <laughs> there's still enough other stuff going on that this this is just this is we're mike and i are creating art for the sake of art <laughs> <laughs> i like that art for the sake of art yeah that's what we're doing here that's that's what we're doing all right well that brings us to the eighth song flesh tantrum which i i think might be my favorite title on the album i absolutely love the song title flash tantrum this is definitely the most raw audio quality on the album not that the anything on here could be accused of being overly polished or too produced this is the most raw sounding this one definitely gives you the feel of being like a dingy basement show where they're you know selling people five dollar cans of pbr probably not the first occurrence of dingy for me on this one but so also i had best title in my notes uh, i think it's flesh tantrum's outstanding title and while the the recordings are uh, on a relative basis more raw than than the other stuff i do also think it had probably the greatest guitar variation in terms of just kind of how how they were coming across which just added kind of a nice interesting point to it very nice all right so again moving right along here Our next one up is SFVD. And uh, yeah, all I can, all all I'm going to share with this song is, uh, is the, the anthemic refrain of give me AIDS. Yeah. An odd goal, uh, I would say. Uh, And that was in my notes. Originally Uh, I had, give me AIDS question mark. Cause I was like, (laughs) maybe, maybe I misheard that, but then I, Nope. <laughs> some deep, deep internet research to kind of further make sure I had full appreciation of the nuanced language uh, that runs throughout this album. And sure enough, <laughs> I heard it correctly. <laughs> yeah. So that's the thing. Uh, Everybody needs an antibody uh, is also a lyric in this song, uh, which, which I actually kind of hold in higher regard than give me AIDS. So <laughs> everybody <laughs> needs an antibody is pretty cool. See, you might, we might get you a tattoo lyric out of this one yet. Yeah, keep keep hope alive, Mike. <laughs> All right, well, moving right along, number 10. See, this is the fastest we've ever made it through 10 tracks. Thank God. <laughs> and it's been relatively painless, right? <laughs> it's been fast. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. So that brings us to What Hit You. What I like about this song is it's, there's a lot, There, I shouldn't say a lot. There's a handful of punk songs that really just to me feel like punching somebody in the mosh pit not make me feel like that but this is what that feels like (laughs) this is like the soundtrack to punching somebody in the mosh pit but like a basement mosh pit and there's not a whole lot of songs that give that like i would give the example of uh hank three's punch fight fuck 
which is dedicated to Gigi Allen, who I, I think, you know, would probably be a blood guts and pussy fan. What were your thoughts on this one, sir? So this this was my if if it was worth the energy to skip, this would probably be this was the of of everything. This was the one that just I was kind of least enthusiastic about. What hit you? I think at this point in time, I think everybody knows what's going to hit them in this song, and so we're we'll go into that. Except this one just going through was just eh. I totally get the what you're saying uh, in terms of if you were to kind of kind of depict what this sonically conveys totally get your point point on that it's just for me this was this was my least favorite makes sense it's probably the one that i that's the most forgettable for me while there's no skips and again it's you know 13 minute and change album there really shouldn't be skips on there it's probably the least memorable of the batch for me and i'm glad that it wasn't either of our last two (laughs) (laughs) so that brings us to astro boy and kelly if you were ever going to get a lyric tattoo to you might i suggest well, death is like a woman drinking rocket fuel. I'll get a little bomb and detonate on my school. Yeah, you can make that suggestion if you like. <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't keep too much hope alive on it, but yeah. I did appreciate, as I mentioned, kind of the title service spoilers to the majority of the lyrics on it. But I did like the fact that they did further clarify he is the Astro Boy in this song repeatedly. So that was nice. <laughs> Just in case. Just in case you were a little fuzzy on it. <laughs> well sir it's a shame to, to get towards the end because i feel like we're having fun i feel like the pacing of this is great just like the album itself but we're here we're at the final song it's a sad moment but you shouldn't tear up because the last song is motherfucker and boy is it fun <laughs> I, would, my, I would agree i would agree this is my second alice reference that i'm gonna make oh my god right <laughs> And I know if you were like, what's the second Alice song he's going to make a reference to? It's definitely Motherfucker. But I feel like this brings out that when Alice was uh, channeling the uh, Broadway musical version of Gangs. Okay. You get a little bit of that at the end for me. What are your thoughts, sir? Uh, So this was actually my favorite song on the album. Wait, can Uh, you just say Motherfucker was my favorite song on the album? Um, motherfucker was my favorite song on the album. <sighs> Happy. Oh, so much. Folks on YouTube, I just said the name of the title. You're not gonna know, but <laughs> you know, just, just on that. Draw penises all over this thing. So, uh, some interesting moments here uh, because at the tail end of this, this little treasure. Uh, all of a sudden, you get if you were to take the song's uh, primary lyrics and mash them into the birds, the word. Uh, you get that version of it at the tail end, which I then found some fairly interesting things that, do you know who did the birds, the word, Mike? No, I don't. So neither did I, and I'm still not sure I 100% do, but actually I think what you and I are most familiar with is a song called Surfing Bird by the Trashman. Correct. Which is the combination of two previous songs by the Rivingtons, Papa Om Mau Mau was one song, and Birds the Word was another song, and the Trashmen put those two really rich concepts together <laughs> to create Surfing Bird from there. And we get that makes somewhat of an appearance at the tail end of the song was pretty pretty good. I'm praying to God you're not going to quote some of the lyrics <laughs> on this one. There's <laughs> some remarkable unpleasantries at the start of the song. Um, but uh, also remarkable about remarkable unpleasantries. <laughs> yes. I love that. In the, about the middle section. Uh, there's, uh, some almost, so I've mentioned on previous podcasts, Nick Van Marth, 
who works with Tony OK. More on that in a second. But Nick Vemmer, who has worked with Tony OK, is a world-class growler, guttural kind of guy. And he does some amazing stuff on Tonio's albums, particularly America in the Mers Suite. But I think in this song, they were they were at Nick Van Marth level of of growling and, and that stuff. So that's very cool. The reason I additionally bring up Nick Van Marth and Tonio K is that the next prisoner exchange that we're going to do is a Tonio K album called La Bamba. Uh, that is also on the shorter side. It's five songs. They're a little bit longer uh, than any of these, but again, just kind of a short process. But as a spoiler, as we review that album, one of the things I'll be bringing up to Mike in this process will be some references to the book of Proverbs, which... Uh, <laughs> Wait, did you I, not have any biblical references for blood, guts, and pussy? I, I did not. I just I wanted to provide just a bit of contrast for the listeners to say there'll be some book of Proverbs references in the next one if you'll forgive us and come back. But, <laughs> but uh, uh, so there's that. I I think this is a great song, and uh, much like Detention Girl, as Kelly mentioned, there is a dramatic shift in it. And when you're working in such tight confines as these barely cracking a minute songs, I do think it's impressive to to work that into something so small. A couple more notes before before we let you go on this one. The vinyl edition of this actually does not include Astro Boy or Motherfucker, which is a shame because I think they're both great songs. But it does give you Gash Wagon in their place. <laughs> how, how lucky. How lucky. <laughs> vinyl owners are. <laughs> There there was also a reissue of this with bonus tracks, Fuckhead and She's a Bitch. Yeah, I think I've come to the conclusion that none of this is going on YouTube. <laughs> I just think we're going to... Let's just leave. That was breaking point. That's like, just, up until now, you were like, okay, all right, motherfucker, gash wagon. Okay, yeah. but She's a Bitch. You're like, you know what? No. No, <laughs> the collection, collection of blows. <laughs> it's... it's, it's, it's <laughs> Which probably was another song that they dropped from this album. (laughs) (laughs) Kelly, come on. This is a family show. My bad. (laughs) So when you were starting the Nurture and Support Network, were you like, someday the words gash wagon will be spoken? When I began to work more with you, yes. Uh, This does not come (laughs) as a surprise. (laughs) It felt like someday. Felt like perhaps it happened later than I anticipated, but yes, like I really can't say I'm surprised. <laughs> you know, the last few episodes have been really clean, so <laughs> <laughs> well, we took care of that. <laughs> this might be the most times we've said fuck so far on the show. It, uh, yeah, because I it, back to since since I'm basically saying screw it, this isn't going on YouTube. Uh, Mike's one of Mike's long term dreams is Mike has wanted to have the fuck episode where right. it was basically going to be a, an episode where, um, that's basically mostly what's uttered throughout the entire about songs, about this, about that. And that has been a dream of Mike's, uh, that uh, I have, I have not been 100% on board with yet in terms of to do but be to a degree i think you made this your own personal fuck episode so <laughs> my own personal fuck episode so, yeah um so no if anything i think this could be a precursor to the fuck episode like hey it wasn't that bad you made it through blood guts and pussy yeah so that's probably not how i'll remember it but okay <laughs> this this album though was an album that had a big impact on me um i was really into punk music at the time and i still am but 
at the time I was in shitty punk bands. I was a terrible bass player in those bands. Uh, the, I was a bad bass player. The bands were, were equally bad. It was terrible. So this, this really just spoke to me. It's simple. It's catchy. It's to the point that this was an album that stuck with me. It's an album I still break out every once in a while and listen to. I've literally listened to it hundreds and hundreds of times, which isn't a feat because it's only 13 minutes long, but it, it's an album I enjoy. It's fun. It's simple. It's not trying to be smart. <laughs> It just, it, it's just like angry, dumb, drunken fun. And sometimes that's okay. Not every album needs to be long, progressive, overly produced. Like sometimes you need something like this as a palate cleanser or a change of pace. So that's why I recommended this one. It's also worth noting before we leave that uh, this was named by Spin Magazine, the most offensive album ever made. <laughs> I think those folks at Spin, they got a pretty good call. <laughs> I think it, uh, there's probably some dead Kennedy stuff that could give it a run for its money. but Yeah, I think there's worse. If we were really going to try, I think we could find worse. Yeah, we don't have to try, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to take it easy on Kelly now with the next couple ones. That'd be nice. <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> I think we're going to wind up this on-the-blog-only exclusive podcast. <laughs> What are you talking? I think we could do this. We could do a YouTube version of this. Uh, man, that's gonna be a lot of work. <laughs> it's, gonna be, it's gonna be a lot of work. I think it would be rendered almost unlistenable, but we'll we'll see. not that not that it was particularly listenable anyway. But uh, we'll have to we'll have to see. But for now, enjoy it. Enjoy it on the on the blog and on iTunes, and I, we'll be sure to uh, hit the explicit reference button for this did we do we get there do we oh i think we got there i think we i think we're we're on solid footing i by <laughs> i by default just make them all explicit now because it's just it's a reasonable assumption and then um rather err on that side but the, there will there will be uh an ample warning we might might even this might be a rare cobbler rent appearance on on the the podcast on the blog because typically cobbler just shows up on youtube to kind of clean stuff up for us but he might enter this one just to kind of make sure folks know case. Cause we know there's a lot of young families that love squat cobbler, uh, the little, little squatties in the back listening to it. And we probably want to just give my heads up. <laughs> that, um, I would hate to see them get to all the way to insect horde and be like, you know what? I don't think this is all right for the kids. I think they would have determined that a lot earlier. Perhaps when you quoted the lyrics from the first song, are you talking about backseat of my car? Yes, I am. <laughs> Which lyric? You want to get it out of your system one more time? Go ahead. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to insist, Kelly, we should leave the people with more of that magic. So we'll let Mike. <laughs> we'll let Mike take us out with his dramatic rendition and reading of the, some of the lyrics from "Back Seat of My Car." And I hope, and I hope, and I hope, and I hope. I want to get fucked. 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 Fucked, fucked, <laughs> fucked, fucked in the backseat of my car. Thanks for listening, one person that made through this. <laughs> Thanks, guy.